0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back once again to HOA, It's a True Story. Our guest today is Robin Romo, COO and partner of Cityscape Property Management Group uh, out of the Bay Area. In this podcast today, we're going to be discussing with Robin the challenges that have come out of the many changes from our old work environment to our new normal work environment. The digital meeting robin and her company have addressed this issue and set up some rules and protocols for both her staff and her boards so robin thank you for joining us today and welcome to hoa it's a true story thank you thanks for having me also on our podcast today is bill Mann of gb group thanks reagan and i'm your host reagan brown okay so kicking it off robin let's just talk a little bit Share with us, if you would, a little about yourself and how you actually got into this. Yeah,
1: I don't think I actually know this story, so I'm okay. kind of interested.
2: <laughs> so I actually came out of hotels. So I was a catering manager and I'd never even heard of the HOA world prior to that. And so I had actually booked an event for a property management firm uh, and it turned out to be a disaster. <laughs> and, you know, the, the, the people refused to move out of the conference room that I'd booked for their meeting. So when the owner of the company came on site, I said, hey, look, we have a little bit of a change. Uh, I, I have this situation. And so what I did was I resolved it on the spot. I told him, here's what I'm going to do. Here's where I'm going to put your food. Here's where I'm going to put your chairs. This is how it's all changed. After his event, he said to me, hey, um, have you ever heard of the HOA world? I'm like, no, what is that? And he said, it's very much like hotels. So he asked me to meet him for lunch. I talked to him and I said, you know, it was a good time for me to make a change. I felt like, okay, I'm, I'm open to hearing about this. And there you go. The rest is history. I quit 30 days later and on my first day on the job, I went to uh, start my training and they said, I need you to go to a 94 unit building because it just all flooded. <laughs>
0: <Wow>. <laughs> so
2: that was my welcome into the industry.
0: <laughs> that's well, you know, he was right that Hospitality does have something similar with HOA, but I wouldn't say they're exactly the same. (laughs) No, definitely not
2: exactly the same, but I tell you, it does take the same skills in many ways. And so I actively look for hotel people. If you've ever worked a front desk at a hotel, you can work this job because in hotels, it's transient, right? So people come in, they stay for a few days and they leave. And that takes skill to deal with them right because people are a lot meaner when they know they're not going to see you in a few days right so if you could deal with that it's easy to deal in an hoa where people don't sell or leave or die like right away you know this, you know i mean you know, you've already developed the skills it's perfect
1: Yeah. was that
2: that was uh, so i worked in the hotel industry for 11 years and that was in i left in 2003 so 2003.
0: Oh, well, so you've been doing this 20 years now.
2: Yeah. I, I have been doing it for 20 years. I started when I was like 10.
0: Okay. <laughs> well, the pandemic kind of created this new work environment for everyone, including the digital meeting. And it's kind of in a way how our podcast was born as well, because we were both seeing in our presentations and webinars we call it the Zoom Fatigue, but obviously Zoom isn't the only platform and We saw a lot of keyboard warriors, and we saw a lot of people just checking out and not really managing their meetings very well and managers were often left just hanging on the blackboard up there, and the meeting's over, and they're not checking in, oh yeah, okay, so. We saw a lot of that firsthand. What was your experience like at the beginning?
2: At the beginning, Zoom, at least, was a little rough, right? Because we had a lot of people who weren't familiar with this software. So maybe three or four of us were very familiar with it, the previous versions of Zoom. So going into that, it was easier having to train everybody to understand what Zoom is, how it works, things of that nature, everything that, that came along with Zoom, it was a little bit difficult. So we ended up having to do a number of meetings with our employees, staff meetings to talk about Zoom, talk about what about what Zoom was, how to use it, how to use it to your advantage, how to use chat, how to use all of the features of Zoom so that you could run an effective meeting. Because, you know, it's Even Zoom can be difficult to run a meeting. When you're not face-to-face with people, it can be difficult, right?
0: Well, and there's several platforms, right? There's WebEx, uh, Teams from Microsoft, there's Zoom. They all are fairly similar, but we definitely saw what you saw in the sense that a lot of the boards didn't know how to get on. People were still trying to download, you know, getting themselves going. Our first big trade show on virtual crashed. (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> oh yeah, there, there were definitely a lot of those pains that we saw. Uh, you know, we, Cityscape certainly wasn't immune to that, but I think that we got our program up and running pretty quickly just because of the size of our portfolio, the fact that we needed to continue having business meetings. So I, I think that we were in a really good position. Part of the fact that we were already mostly working remotely.
0: So you already had a remote program going?
2: We did. So we're really fortunate in the sense that a lot of our managers, once they're trained and they're familiar with our system, most of our managers do work remotely full-time, so they only come in maybe once a week. And so we already have systems in place that allow them to work remote. So when offices closed down, we were very fortunate in that we already had managers set up at home. We already had them with dual monitors and their computers and docking stations and mobile phones. So none of that was. A shocker when the time came and the offices closed. It,
1: a rough transition, getting the uh, boards to, you know, switch over to this type of medium for meetings, or was that a fairly easy transition? You have probably a little higher educated board being in this, a lot of your properties are in the city, so.
2: We did. We were lucky. Well, you know, it's funny because our certain buildings, it was very easy. We had a lot of tech people. We had a lot of, you know, professionals, but there are certainly some buildings where we, you know, we had a different kind of demographic where they weren't. Those were a little bit more difficult, but we were able to actually show them how to get on these things, walk them through it. And we did a couple of different seminars for our homeowners so that they felt more comfortable with it. We even sent out Zoom cheat sheets for people so that they felt comfortable because our board certainly there were some boards that just were not comfortable, didn't understand how to get on, didn't understand how to log in, didn't know what it meant to be, you know, a verified user. So we certainly had to take steps to make it easier for them and to feel more comfortable.
1: My settlement conference that was via Zoom was my one of my very first legal settlement conference via Zoom. And one of the experts had a picture of a, car, a cartoon picture of this cat head and he couldn't get rid of it. <laughs> he had to look at the cat head during the entire settlement conference.
0: <laughs> and the guy kept saying, Your Honor, I'm not a cat. <laughs> yeah,
1: I'm not a cat. I mean, he kept saying that. And they said, you need to turn your camera on. And they were like, they they almost said, we're gonna cancel this if you can't get rid of this cat picture. <laughs>
2: yeah. It, you know, it's really funny because I actually had a board member who did something similar. He was a potato. and so during the whole meeting everyone just kept on laughing i mean nobody could take them seriously but it added a lot of levity to the situation because it was a pretty serious meeting we've had a few of those there are some boards you know where, where you could add the little like maybe hats or whatever there are some boards that are a lot more fun and they're like let's do this let's make it fun because you know meetings are difficult as it is and it's hard to keep people's attention especially if people aren't showing their faces on camera I mean you're literally talking to a black screen it's odd.
0: We saw that there was always the one person that was trying to get on from their phone holding it below their chin, you know, you're looking up their nose. You saw, you know, those kinds of awkward moments and that kind of stuff or they they didn't know how to mute and they're shouting to their spouse to come help and you're asking them to please mute and a lot of like you said the managers themselves didn't know you could go in and mute individual lines and stuff so there was a lot of in that learning curve including some legal aspects right because you couldn't technically hold meetings via zoom and there was the attorney side of that so at what point did you make changes from your company's perspective i mean it sounds like you were ahead of the curve with them already working from home and being set up in home office But you had the cheat sheets, you had some seminars. How long was it into the process that you had to start that?
2: I'd say almost immediately. Within the first month, we had to get that started because it really, it was difficult when people were like, I'm sorry, what? Oh, you're on mute, what? you know that whole process and we're like okay this isn't working let's let's hurry up and just get these things out these tools out to our homeowners so that we can do this because otherwise we're not going to have meetings and nothing's going to get done
0: now because there was a legal aspect to all this when you started to formalize your procedure did you have to consult legal counsel or was this a more common sense procedure it was
2: a little bit of both we wanted to know what our limitations were but because we were considered a state of emergency, we, we we ran with that. We said, you know what? this Obviously nobody can be in the same room. San Francisco had much more tedious requirements for meetings, and so it was a mixture of both, but I would say mostly it was common sense.
0: And then I personally spoke to a few of your managers, and I have to tell you, Robin, they felt very supported and were very happy that there was procedures in place for them to follow. Because we often hear from a lot of managers that there was really not a lot of support in that arena, and they really weren't sure how to deal with their meetings, and they had a lot of conflict. I mean, Bill, were you hearing that too?
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, we had all kinds of things going on in meetings and stuff. I just, you know, it was a lot of people not understanding how to operate zoom you know especially if like we were coming in do a presentation and they had to transfer us the host over to us and then you know then they'd forget to ask for it back and then when somebody was doing a presentation
0: they'd leave and the whole meeting would get canceled (laughs) (laughs) i took away the impression that your your staff was very happy with your policies were they involved in the process of developing that procedure
2: they were, they were. I mean, they played a big role in that, right? Because when we first started talking about it at
0: our, we do
2: monthly meetings at Cityscape for the, the managers. So when we first started talking about it, we said, hey, here are the basic guidelines. And our group is really good about saying, hey guys, you know, hey, this happened to me. And I just want to let you guys know that here's the best practice. And so it certainly evolved over time. And as people got more and more familiar, they're like, hey guys, I don't know if you know this, but you can do this or you can do that. So yeah, absolutely. they They definitely played a role in in
0: shaping what the eventual policy was. Well, Bill, you mentioned, you know, the presentations getting canceled because somebody didn't realize they were shutting off their webinar. They were the host. They were the host. And (laughs) I think that at some point, I still think there's a need for kind of an etiquette description for do's and don'ts. Mm -hmm. There's still a lot of people out there that are kind of flying by the seat of their pants on this. And one of the problems that probably bothers us the most as service providers is cameras being off. And I would think from the legal side of it, you need to have cameras on so that you can guarantee who you're talking to, the environment they're in, and that you know certain individuals aren't in the room with them and... A sense of confidentiality has got to be required.
2: Yeah, no, there, there definitely is that, and that was one of the features that I was alluding to earlier, which is being a verified user. You know, so that was one of the the things that we had recommended to people, especially to our managers who had contentious boards or contentious situations happening. Bill, you know, one of my favorite favorite properties, whose name shall not be read out loud, or I said already know top. who it is. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, we we had. <laughs> owners on that on on in that association who were filming or trying to film these things so oh, yeah I mean, we had to put all the safeguards in place we wouldn't even post the password for anything you had to call in you had to check in you had to get the manager to give you the password uh, you know it it really is double really-
0: authentication yeah <laughs> yeah double
2: uh, really because I mean, that particular building, it was crazy. It, it really was. And so we had to put those safeguards in place. And but one of those issues, like you said, is the cameras on. Right. So we would even say, look, you need to change your name and unit. So we see your name and unit number. And if you don't do that within 10 minutes of the start of the meeting, we will be kicking you out. I
1: mean, it just can't say iPhone. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah, no, definitely not. You know, it's in and people came up with some very clever names, not that I can repeat any of them. But, uh, <laughs> you know, they you know, they people did all kinds of crazy things. We had tenants trying to get on. And so, you know, those safeguards were important. But that also brought us to the point with our managers, because some managers, they got a little comfortable working from home. You know, and they said, oh, OK, well, I'm, maybe I'm not going to dress up or maybe I'm not going to get fixed up today. And we're saying, no, absolutely not. Your professionalism is expected to extend through the Zoom meeting. Mm-hmm. This is a meeting. You're just holding it virtually. So you must be dressed up. You must show your face on camera. You know, I am a stickler. You know, I kind of old school, you know, management style where if you're in a meeting, you're not taking phone calls. And you're not looking at emails, you're you're 100% focused on the client. And so that was one of the important things that we shared with our managers that please don't let us see that. And we did pop in on managers meetings, please don't let us see you doing that. Because, again, you're on their time, 100% of your attention needs to be on this client. I saw
1: that in, in meetings I was involved in, even with board members, where they, they're they taking the Zoom meeting from their office or something, and they're clearly working and not paying attention. And there were quite a few homeowners that got irritated with some of the folks about that. And I think that's kind of where a lot of people started shutting their cameras off. So they could, you know, multitask, as you'd want to call it or whatever, and not do
2: that. So. Yeah, that that for for cityscape on our team definitely not allowed and definitely not considered acceptable. Number one is just rude, right? I you know how am I supposed to know that you're truly engaged in this this conversation if I can't see your face
0: if you're posting on Instagram. (laughs) <laughs> right.
2: And actually, scary enough, we actually saw a lot of that. Thankfully, none of our none of our managers did it, but I certainly saw other managers who would take pictures of their screens and say, oh, you know, this meeting sucks or something along those lines. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, that's actually not a good way to promote your company.
0: I know immediately it was very hard as a speaker because we were doing quite a bit of speaking prior to the pandemic. It was really difficult to suddenly find yourself talking to yourself and not being able to rely on your audience body language or feedback or comments it made it really difficult did your managers kind of experience that as well absolutely again you
2: know none of us are immune to that right we we have some natural born speakers and we have people who are not so comfortable being in front of a camera right so it's hard enough in person it was worse when you were behind a screen and people were more free with their words. As we said, keyboard warriors, they're more free with their words. They were, they were up in front, center, you could see all their reactions. I mean, you know, that would be difficult for anybody under those circumstances. Yeah. Like that. We, certainly, we, we certainly had our fair share of that, but whenever managers, again, were feeling like, hey, I don't know how to handle this, we always made sure that we were available to kind of walk through these things. We even had managers sit in with other managers who were more proficient at at running the meetings and say hey you should join this person so you could see how they run their meeting
0: that's really good yeah.
2: yeah
1: did you try to mandate to the boards that they had their cameras on when they were in meetings or how did you deal with that perspectives we saw in the beginning they all had their cameras on and quickly they all disappeared into their black boxes so
2: yeah so you know it definitely we you know i i don't know about how our managers our other managers dealt with it my situation i had a conversation with the boards ahead of time saying, Hey, it's really important that you participate in this meeting. It would be really helpful. It's very difficult for me as your manager to hold the meeting. If I can't see you, I don't do well on just phone calls. You know, I I think just being upfront with our boards, help them to understand like, okay, she's right. It's not conducive to the meeting, you know, so. There was a need i would chat with people on the side chat with board members and say hey i really need you on screen right now i really need your like visual support in this conversation um and they were really good about getting on um yeah. there were times, though when we had board members who really should have been off screen doing things. <laughs> that they doing. oh
1: and some of them that they think they're on mute and they're not <laughs> right
2: right i've had my share of my fair share of people using the bathroom on camera Oh, wow. i mean you know, so I and I'd be like, hey, 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 hey. No, no.
0: You know, we are still really fighting the battle of the black screen. And as a service provider, I know that everybody's really struggling because we're asked to join board meetings. We're asked to pro- provide proposals and speak on it. But we've even said, hey, can you just turn your camera on for a second so we could say hello? Then you could turn it off again if you'd like. And we can't even get them to do that. And that's become our latest real frustration. And one of the reasons why we wanted to do this podcast was to really explain it's not that we want them constantly on if they're not in an environment that's conducive, but we do want them to at least introduce themselves to us like we're introducing ourselves to them. And I even spoke to an attorney who told me they interviewed for a job, they won the job, went through their entire process, closed the litigation and gave them their money and never once saw one board member. That to me is absolutely nuts. You know, I don't know how people do it, to be honest with you. Well, it, there's, That's why I said there's gotta be this happy medium somewhere in this. And the fact that you kind of set up parameters really inspired me to talk about it with you today.
2: Yeah, you know, I think it, it is really important. It's it's no different than setting expectations, right? right. Saying, "Hey, before we get on, I think it's really important that we show that we're doing this as a group, we're doing this as a, a board." And so, I think it's important to have that show of faces so that homeowners know who they're talking to. They they don't they recognize you as a neighbor or the vendors understand who they're working with because that helps to develop better working relationships. Does it always work? No, but you hope for the best. Um, but again, I think it's really important to set that expectation so that people know that that's what we are hoping to get out of this, right? We we hope to see your face, even for a few minutes. We hope to make some kind of personal connection with you, especially if we'll be working with you or hopefully working with you. So I think it's just important to say that out loud. Conversely, when we spoke with our managers, we also had to say the same thing, mm-hmm. right? If we have speakers, please give them your full attention, We have people presenting. Please make sure that they see that you're not on a keyboard answering emails on your cell phone, doing other things. Again, number one, it's unprofessional. It's rude. And again, it's not showing respect for the person who's coming to speak. So I think, again, just kind of building on manners and professionalism was such an important message that I wanted to make sure our managers were getting across.
1: I think Reagan, you know, finally put it down even for in our office, Zoom calls and stuff. It's like cameras on, people. We're not doing this black box thing anymore. (laughs) Yeah,
2: yeah. you almost have to do that. We, you know, we put that on our agendas. You know what? Out of respect for our speakers and out of respect for each other, no emails, no cell phones, no calls. If you, if there's an emergency, they can call through the main line and they will pull you out of this meeting. But otherwise, 100% eyes on.
0: Now, when
1: homeowners address the board doing a Zoom meeting, do you make them turn their cameras on if they're off?
2: No, we don't. don't, We would like them to. We request that they do it. Most do, surprisingly. And the ones that don't typically are ones that don't speak.
0: Okay. not the real (laughs) decision-maker.
2: Now, I guess if they have
1: passwords to get into the meeting, we're not too worried about who they are.
2: (laughs) Right. Exactly. But again, even the people, even the people who called in, we would let them know that if we don't have your number, your phone number registered, you're not coming into the meeting, even if you do have the password.
1: Oh, wow. Okay. Mm -hmm.
0: So the takeaways from this that I'm really kind of hearing is authenticate and verify your users making sure that they are the appropriate person and party getting onto the call and then making sure that your managers are still treating it as a professional face-to-face meeting right so that and then requesting the same of the board whether they comply or not you can't hold their feet to the fire but you can give them the heads up that you have a vendor coming to the agenda and that you would like them to at least make an introduction and give them your full attention
2: exactly exactly
0: and how much trouble have you had with having town halls that you have to kind of mute or cut people off
2: so after my first disastrous town hall meeting (laughs) I learned really quick I when people come into meeting they are automatically muted and I do not allow them to unmute themselves because we've had a few unruly meetings, um, not just town halls, but even board meetings. And so the way we administer it is we will have one manager and maybe say an assistant manager sitting in to facilitate everything that's happening on the admin side. So we will say, okay, we everyone is on mute. We will unmute you. You must raise your hand you know, on, on the screen or put in the chat and we will unmute you. You'll have your time. And then we're going to meet you again. And
1: since you've had zoom meetings on most of your communities, do you see more owner participation?
2: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. In fact, people don't even want to go back to in-person meetings. My understanding is I believe in February or March, we're going to be completely out of a state of emergency. Right. And so once that happens, obviously we're going to have to go back to at least having a place on site with one board member or one, you know, manager. To do that, and I think most of my boards are, are prefer to do that. They'll, they they don't prefer to have in person meetings uh, because the turnout with owner participation has been so great.
0: Hmm. that's interesting. Do you have any advice that you would give other managers or service providers?
2: A- again, I think it's just really important to to make the request ahead of time so that they're not surprised by it. We would really love to see your faces. You know, again, just just setting it up, setting the stage ahead of time so that they they know and they're not surprised or taken aback when you make that request.
0: Well, the podcast is called HOA, it's a true story. I know we've kind of shared a few as we've gone along, but do you have a, show, a story you'd like to share with us today?
2: There are so many stories. <laughs> um, you know, I, you know, <laughs> you know I, I am so fortunate I get, um, assigned all of the contentious buildings, you know? <laughs> yeah. I, I'm just going to pretend it's because of my years of experience. do what they
1: call those retention
0: accounts? <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> exactly. Well, you know, Bill, I've been on one for 20 years, you know, my famous account. And yeah. uh, definitely, uh, <laughs> definitely one. You know, I I think, true story, I, we, we had one building. They were going through a special assessment vote. There were four lawyers in that association who banded together and decided that I was the bane of their existence. I was devil spawn. And so every chance they get, they would, they would team up against me. But you know, again, we were doing zoom. And so I tell you, it was lovely when they started on the ramp to be able to stop them. (laughs) It was pretty refreshing. I'd be like, I'm sorry, click, you know, it, but it was actually a really good opportunity for me to show that, I was in control of what was happening at that meeting and that I was, I was putting up the boundaries. This is not professional behavior and I will not allow you to manipulate this meeting for your own agenda. This is a group meeting. This is for the community. I, I tell you that, you know, it's, it's not a specific event. That was a specific meeting, but definitely one of the funner meetings that I've, I've had to attend.
0: That's awesome. Do you have, um, besides Mr. Potato Head, that was really good. Uh, And Bill with the kitty cat in court.
2: I love that because that made national
0: news. (laughs) That was pretty funny. Well, thank you so much. And Robin, if somebody wants to reach out to you at Cityscape, should they just reach you through your web address? Or we're happy at GB Group to send over any inquiries.
2: Yeah, that would be great. Call me. You know, I I'm always happy to answer questions. I work a lot. You know, I have great relationships <laughs> with other owners and other managers. I'm always happy to help in any way possible. So yeah, always feel free to reach out to me. I'm happy to share any information I can.
1: I mentioned to a few managers we were doing this the other day.
2: They're all excited to listen to it. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad. I'm
0: glad. Well, I really like the authentication of the and verification of the user that. I think is a really big one that's needing to take place, and I know there's some legislation that's out there right now being proposed for virtual meetings, you know, whether it gets passed, we'll have to wait and see, but I'm sure we're going to end up with some kind of happy medium here going forward, because you just never know. Well thanks again, Robin, and if anybody has any questions, they can reach out to us at inquiry at gbgroupinc.com, and we'll be happy to pass those along to Robin.
2: Oh, thanks for having me.
0: Thanks, Robin. Thank okay.
2: you. Okay. Have a great day.